Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Stacy and Kaylin of the band Best Friend over Zoom video. Stacy and Kaylin are both from Canada, but live uh, completely across the country from each other. Stacy, born and raised in Vancouver. Kaylin was born and raised in Toronto, and they met via a mutual friend online. Stacy knew the person IRL. Kaylin meets the person on the internet, and then they all met up via the internet. It's kind of a cool story, but thanks to the friend and the internet, Stacy and Kaylin started working on music together and eventually formed Best Friend. In kind of a postal service fashion, they started their band pre-pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, while everyone else was trying to adapt to this new way of writing music and sharing files, they were kind of ahead of the game at that. They talked to us about releasing their first songs, the success of Does It Matter, Stacy telling her family, hey, I'm going to pursue music full time. And I'm also on the radio, which is an amazing story. We learn about the evolution of the song, You Want Everyone to Love You, how it started off as like an instrumental one minute song and it progressed into a four minute song and it's now their most streamed song on Spotify. And we also hear about their new song and the sister EP that will be coming up, the sister EP to Places I've Lived, which is called Places I've Left. You can watch our interview with Stacy and Kaylin on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it would be so awesome if you follow us there as well and uh, hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with best friend. Good stuff. I appreciate you all being here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, so my name is Adam, by the way, and this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, the new EP you have coming up. Yeah, sounds, sounds great sounds to like me. A plan. Cool. Uh, Stacey, what kind of mic is that? Is that a Neumann? Yeah, we have the exact same mic, Kaylin and I. Uh, me, me, 103 TLM. Oh, there you good go. Stuff, stuff. We convinced ourselves that this was the one specific thing we, for some reason, needed to move forward as a band. Um, yeah. I think that's a solid choice. Is yeah, that the, you know, if you're gonna mic or is that the they they make like a can uh, dynamic mic too now? I think. Yeah, they make a whole bunch. Um, they're pretty well. They're pretty well stocked up for sure. Right. Very cool. Yeah, that's a. That, I was wondering why your guys' audio sounds so great. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. Uh, I catch it. <laughs> Rad. Awesome. Well, okay. So we'll we'll talk about. Let's start with you, Stacy. Where were you born and raised? Uh, born in Korea. Uh, wow. Raised in Vancouver. So I mean, I came here when I was like three. So I'm not actually sure. I can never say I was raised in Korea, even though that would be cool. Um, but raised in Vancouver. Okay, what took your parents to Vancouver? I don't know. A bunch of things. Just uh, I think Canada has. Um, I don't know. I think that there was a bit of like a Canadian dream thing happening there for them um, when when we moved here. But I haven't actually gotten into the specifics of it with them. Funnily okay. enough, yeah. Just live there till you're three. Move yeah. to move to Vancouver. Is that what you said? Best Vancouver. Guess. Yep. Yep. Very cool. And uh, what was it like growing up there? 
growing up in Vancouver, I mean, it was it was kind of like growing up anywhere else. Um, I, I have zero memory of the transition from Korea to Vancouver, so I can't even really say with any certainty of any kind of difficulties I had um, sure. growing up with, with that. But um, yeah, good growing up here. I um, actually grew up mostly in North Vancouver, so more of the suburban area. Um, so not too much of the city life until I was a bit later in high school. Okay, very cool. Kaylin, where did you grow? Where were you born and raised? Yeah, I was born. I was born in Toronto, um, and then moved uh, just like outside the suburbs a little bit to do the growing up bit of it. Um, so I, was, I grew up in Burlington, which is a uh, the least interesting part of the GTA of the general Toronto area. I, I, it's the, the number one thing people know about Burlington is that when you bring it up, is either oh my grandparents live there, or it's um, that's where the IKEA is. Um, oh, and, you got yeah. an Ikea. That's yeah, solid, we, though. Exactly. So we do have an Ikea. If nothing else, I did get to grow up with an Ikea, which is great. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much there's not much to share about Burlington. Pinnacle okay. of the Burlington economy. Ikea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, you grow up, you're raised to eventually work in the Burlington Ikea. Yeah. Like but you giver. I mean. You guys are so far apart. Right? I mean, you're n- nearly East Coast, right? In Toronto and Vancouver's way West Coast. Way West Coast. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I interviewed somebody earlier today that was in uh, Edmonton. Okay. So our Calgary area. And because uh, I and I and so I learned quite a bit about the geography. And, and the one question I, I was like, well, how long would it take you to get to Toronto? He's like 40 hours driving. <laughs> I'm like. Oh my gosh! So you Canada is huge. You two are nearly way bigger than forty hours drive apart. Um, So I'm curious to know how you met, but uh, we'll get into your real quick backstories of each of you. So, uh, Kaylin, how did you get into music? Is your family musical at all? Not at all. Um, Actually, maybe maybe that's not cutting them enough slack. They're casually musical, Um, but like not. the story my dad always likes to tell is that he uh, he tried to take music, he tried to get into it, and his he tried to play trumpet. Um, and his teacher, his music teacher in ninth grade, told him he'd give him a fifty-one if he promised to never come back. So oh, that's God. not where it came from. At fifty-one percent, that's still yeah, enough, f- right? Fifty-one percent. It's still it's still it's hey, it's one pat. I don't know what the uh, what the grading system is in in America, but hey, fifty. Oh. 51 50 is a failure 51 you're solid okay 51 is a d minus and uh that's something mm, that you don't ask it's questions a bit different about. i like that though yeah, yeah you have to have at least a 60 i believe to not be failing anymore gotcha 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 um but so yeah, you got a 51 or, asked never to come back and then yeah like, and then and then i came into the fold somewhere uh i, I think i just liked music I just like music a lot. I started playing guitar lessons when I was, uh, I started taking guitar lessons around 13, had the most uh, casual, wonderful, laid back guitar teacher. Um, I stopped taking lessons because he moved across the world and then moved across the world again. So that's the kind of dude he was. He was really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he just basically for like three years was like, here, you can learn some, uh, learn some basics and some theory, but you want to just jam. <laughs> I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that's sort of how I fell in love with it. What drew you to guitar originally? What drew me to guitar? Um, it was the first one that I looked at and went, I think I could figure out how to play that. Okay. <laughs> I bet if Nothing you press down on those strings <laughs> and, and you do something with your other hand, I bet you that's how that makes a noise. Okay. Um, yeah, don't, uh, <laughs> I bet. And I was right. So 
<laughs> there you go. Well, uh, let's get over to you then, Stacey. How did you get into music? Was your family musical at all? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, my dad was in a rock band in Korea uh, growing up. That's Really, awesome. really cool. Unfortunately, like we haven't been able to find any recordings of it. Um, I have a few pictures, really, really cool pictures of him playing like house shows and stuff. Um, so I think that's probably where I got it from. And my mom is... It's funny because I feel like my dad was very much like the um, the in practice musician, whereas my mom was very much the theory musician. Um, she is like a whiz at piano, and um, I am not, but my sister is. So oh, okay. it's kind of it's kind of become a bit of a funny split where I'm kind of leaning more towards my dad, where I I, I play to play basically, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my younger sister she is like a piano prodigy, just insanely good could sight read anything um wow put it put it in front of her and she'll be able to sight read it um which i don't think i'll ever be able to do so that's kind of where uh, that came from and then in terms of actually making music that i think that just kind of started naturally happening um as you grow up you kind of realize you listen to songs that you really like and you say oh wait a minute people made this which means that i can also make this so mm-hmm. maybe i should try it um and then I think, you know, in grade 12, wrote an EP with um, a high school friend, Josh. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. Really? And what, uh, what was the first instrument you learned? Did you try to play piano? Uh, violin, actually. Violin? <laughs> violin, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I play a lot of instruments, um, none of them with any, like, mastery, but a bit of a jack of all trades with that. Okay. And, yeah. w- and what were you doing in the, the band that you released the EP? I was I was just singing mostly. Just singing. Um, okay. I had just figured out. I just learned that I could sing. Um, in in 2012, I learned I could sing. Um, because I never tried before. Like never bothered. The only time I'd ever sung was karaoke, and no one likes being the person who tries to sing in karaoke, right? Um, sure. Yeah, and then just kind of went from there. And what decided? What made you decide to start writing music with this person, and then eventually putting an EP out? Was it kind of a? Was it a project that asked. you took seriously? Oh, okay. Yeah, we know we made it. We made it in his in his basement studio. Um, he's a super talented producer, just needed vocals for for some of his stuff. And then um, basically what ended up happening was after I learned I could sing, I played an open mic at the coffee shop near our place. And he was like, oh, hey, you can sing. Can you do vocals for this EP that I'm producing just for fun? Um, and then that's kind of how it went. Wow. What yeah. gave you the courage to decide to like, okay, I realize I can sing. Now I'm going to go get in front of people at a coffee shop and do this. That's a, a great girl. question. I would love to know. Oh, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were trying to that's impress that, her? That, that, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your own songs or was it just uh no no just covers at that point i had no idea how to write a song to save my life i just knew basic chords and um basic chords and and i knew lyrics and that that was it and for some reason in my head i had it in my head i was like oh yeah this will this will work um okay so obviously you invited her to the show yeah yeah she actually worked there Um, i hope she never i hope she never listens to this or comes across this because this is um admitting my deepest darkest secrets here but yeah (laughs) okay 
Yeah. Well, now I'm curious. So do you know what song she liked? And were you choosing songs based off that? <laughs> no, 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 none of that. No, okay. none of that. That's that's a little too high school musical for me. Um, well, I didn't know. No. I didn't know how yeah. far we could take this. Okay, oh, so that, yeah, no. <laughs> so then this person finds, or the person you're doing the EP with, uh, realizes she can sing, wants you to sing on the project. And then what comes of that, if anything? Not, not a lot, honestly. It was just... Um, it was a lot of fun, most of all. I mean, I had no idea of the uh, mechanisms of recording EPs or anything like that. And he was the one at the computer just doing all of his like Ableton stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We put it out and, you know, it was just mostly our friends listened to it. Um, it wasn't anything that we were like, you know, this is going to be widespread commercial, you know, official release. Um, but yeah. That was sort okay. of the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. And then did you go to then what uh, college or anything for music or like how did what what happened next from from putting that record out? I went to college, but not for music. I went to college for uh, communications. Oh, just yeah. like me. Totally Very cool. Awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> See, that makes sense for you because now look at you. You're in this profession. That makes perfect sense. I'm just like a I do music. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess this is well. Co communications is so broad. It was like, what do you do? I'm in communications, like, okay, and that could just mean like ten million things. And to me, it meant I don't have to take math or science. Sign me exactly. up. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I finished my degree, and by the end of it, I still didn't know what to tell people when they were like, "What? What do you do in communications? What is? What is that?" Um, and right. I just kind of be like, I don't, honestly, we just kind of pick apart pop culture um and a lot of the professors at SFU were very like they were super uh left-leaning and so a lot oh of, yeah yeah like a lot of our um critical theory was based off of like Marx Marshall McLuhan like uh -huh. medium is the message oh man it was good stuff like it definitely mm -hmm. um it's definitely shaped the way I look at the world in in a major way and I, I still haven't decided if if it's a good thing or not I'll you know. <laughs> okay yeah. Yeah, a lot of my professors were either at one point were like film producers or you know they, oh, yeah. they did something like sound engineers and it's like and now you teach college <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway that's cool so communications and then were you still doing music while uh getting your degree yeah on and off um not not with any seriousness um same thing where i was just plucking around um at home and covering songs more than anything I, I i wrote a lot but i it was never for the purpose of writing music um and i had no idea where to put it basically where i had all of this writing and it's not like i was gonna you know do like a chat book or do like spoken word or anything um so it just mm -hmm. it was just kind of sitting there for a while and then um eventually the stars aligned and and i met kaylin and now here we are and i think I think that's actually kind of all there is like that that's the those are the gaps to be filled i didn't do anything really um significant with music until you explain uh, between gaps and yeah like between <laughs> then and now yeah gap in the resume yeah no <laughs> that's personal yeah i was in high school i didn't know how to read what about you kaylin how did you so you were in band or anything aside from playing guitar uh yeah i so i picked i picked guitar up in uh i don't know around 13 14 mm -hmm. um and from there i um couldn't tell you how i met them i have no idea but i just sort of started playing with some some guys that i knew um 
I think I met them through like various music camps and such. And at one point the guy was like, Hey, I, I, I know this singer, except he's like kind of weird. Uh, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And he You're invited like, weird me to practice. How? <laughs> well, he ended up being like, he's one of my best friends now. And like, he's, oh, uh, he's doing music like crazy. And it's like, it, yeah. Um, but basically he brought that guy to the practice and uh, then brought a couple of its other friends. And we're like, hey, we kind of sound like a band. Um, so we did our, yeah, we did a little high school show kind of tour thing. Uh, played a little bit after high school, but once, uh, mostly once he graduated, it was like, all right, we'll split off and, go our separate ways to learn all of our separate things. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was kind of how I jumped. That, that, was, that was my jump off point. I learned a lot from playing in that basement, um, ordering a lot of pizza. There so. you go. And then did you go to school for music also or no, or at all? Yeah. Um, okay. I went to school for, I did go to school. Um, I went to school <laughs> for computer science. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did. I did music all through that a lot, but um, I mostly just had no idea what I wanted to do. I've never like had a dream job. I don't know about you guys, but like, I mean, maybe, maybe like other. Than I do not dream of work. Like, <laughs> I simply do not dream of labor. <laughs> um, but like, I never knew what I wanted to do. I think I always just kind of figured that I didn't really want to do much of anything for anyone else. Um, okay. And so I was like, why don't I just go learn a code <laughs> and then just like know how to do that and do that sometimes and. Yeah, that's how we got to where we are. Okay, so you did you went to school for computers, but were you like working on your own music or like uh, just by yourself, or were you in any uh, sort of bands through college or no? Not through college. Uh, through college, I was mostly just um, doing college things mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for a lot of the time uh, until I, I took a little bit of a roundabout through college. I did two years of one degree at one place and then went, this is no fun. And I transferred out and went somewhere else. So uh, once I got to that other place, uh, that's when I kind of sort of met Stacy and I had been making music and stuff, but mostly just for myself, you know, um, mostly just like as an exploratory kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I don't know, you kind of, you get garage band around 13, but you, <laughs> getting logic is a totally different thing. So once I just sort of picked that up and started started teaching myself it and uh yeah we went from there well how did then how did you two meet have you ever met like in person or did you guys meet in person and then go your separate ways uh-oh Kayla, what you you go. what's that Dude. oh i know what that what is that's yeah. me that's i have to answer this question um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. how did we meet we met through uh the internet we met through sort of we met through a mutual friend on the internet so um, a mutual we, uh, okay hold on yeah so you both have a mutual friend and i met internet. that yeah yes so this mutual so, friend have you either met, met the mutual friend in person yes so oh, stacy okay. actually stacy knew her in person um and, and how she did met, you meet she met her she is funny she actually met her in person uh, the same week that i met her online and i didn't meet her in some weird I just keep saying I met online. I'm pretty sure we're on like Tumblr.com or something. Um, this would have been in like 2011. Wasn't the right? Craigslist back pages or anything? Yeah, <laughs> not just like searching for friends. Um, <laughs> okay, but, uh, but yeah, and and then it was one of those things where when you have a, a good friend and you just sort of end up over time following their friends, um, and over about 10 years of maybe accidentally interacting with each other once every six months online, it was like, oh, what's up? You make music, hey. Um, oh wow so you you had the mutual friend and knew of each other for 10 years maybe not 10 i think i just picked the number that was bigger than five oh, okay um because but i don't still, actually a long how, time though for a sure long a long time, time. Yeah, yeah not yeah. like 
a year. Right. Okay. No. So, wow. Yeah. So you knew this person that was this somebody that you knew like a friends like growing up uh, Stacy or no? Yeah. So she was actually um, my very first friend that I made in university. Um, her name is Megan. And um, yeah, I, I actually met her very funny. I met her outside of like a gender studies midterm, which is so classic. Um, I think there was like a fire, there was like a fire alarm that went off. So we got to leave mid midterm, which was just fantastic. And then mm -hmm. uh, her and I shot the shit and eventually just became very, very close friends. Um, and just it just kind of went from there. So very, uh, very, uh, what's the word? Uh, serendipitous almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out well, she's what on obviously online quite a bit and then meets <laughs> Kaylin and then they have a friendship forms and eventually oh, yeah. you guys start okay. talking and Yeah. So that like vague okay. sense of confusion that you have, that's uh -huh. normal. Okay. Um, that's really normal. I think we kind of just like sort of knew of each other and were maybe tangential sort of somewhat friends for like five, six years. And then Stacy posted like an Instagram story of a little like MPK keyboard or whatnot. And I was like, oh, I have a scene keyboard. We should make music, please. And... Oh, we just lost you for a yeah, second. Yeah, we lost you there for a second. Oh, weird. Bummer. I, uh, I have the same one. Well, I, I the heard same the keyboard. same one. Yeah, same keyboard. Yeah. And then same keyboard. Away. And then uh, I just said that we had the same keyboard and we should make music. And then we did. So, okay, uh, yeah, pretty simple. So, so then how does the group start? Do you start sending each other like pieces of music that you've written or songs that you've written? Yeah, we, we started with covers because um, it just kind of seemed like the natural way to go. Um, and it was funny because we found ourselves sort of making the exact same choices uh when it came to certain sounds um and it worked really well basically and we kind of said to ourselves you know this is this is actually really good and uh neither of us have really done anything music wise since since high school um and we both clearly love it and miss it and for me personally i was like i i have written so many things and i'm like i like writing and i've, I've never had anywhere to put it and this feels like just so right and it felt like a good avenue to put everything um put everything down basically and then best friend was born okay and then do you once you start you know making music together what is next you put a song out online and then have you guys ever met in real life i that's my first question <laughs> Kicking best friend IRL. <laughs> yeah we, yeah, we have yeah. okay so you have met in real life so this isn't yeah. like some postal service type group where you just it was. like well you were it was Wait. at first. Um, okay. I think we had we had one one meetup under our belt in uh, less uh, like may maybe one when we put our first few songs out, um, and it wasn't music related. I want to say it's like half an hour at a bar. I think with Megan. Yeah. Um, and we kind of just both bonded over like making fun of our mutual friend, and, we're, and that's kind of all we had under our belts at the at the start. Um, but eventually, we organized some flights here and there, and I think we've done maybe like five or six sessions, or not sessions, like five or six sort of trips in one of the two places at this point. Okay. What year did you guys start putting music out? Twenty eighteen. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, twenty eighteen confirmation from you, Stacey. <laughs> I think I think 2018, uh, late, late 2018, probably. And then when do you get your first kind of like, you know, success or validation to keep going doing this? Well, I'd be interested to know what your answer to that is, Stacey. Um, oh, very slick. You think you're so slick. <laughs> um, 
I have an answer ready if you'd like me to. But oh, you I have just, an answer. I, meant, like, I think, I I think we both have different answers. Yeah. All right, let's hear yours. Yeah. So I think my, <laughs> I mean, my whole thing with this was I never started, I never personally, I didn't start this with the intention of being like, oh yeah, we're going to do this full time, like forever. Um, mm-hmm. At first it very much started as like, oh yeah, this is a cool guy, uh, makes cool music, uh, likes the same music that I do. Let's, let's keep going with it. And then when we had our first release, I believe it was, yeah, it was definitely 2018. It was um, television 99 and 24. We were, and we put it out and I was like, oh, we actually have music out. This is amazing. Like, this is, this is cool. I think I actually want to do this. That was so much fun. And I want to keep doing this and I want to build on this as much as I can. And so honestly, it was kind of right from the off that I kind of knew that I wanted to, you know, quote unquote, do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Stacey? I mean, sorry. What about you, Caleb? What would you, you say? Mean Caleb? Stacey. Yeah. Um, Caleb? <laughs> yeah. I, so for me, uh, that, that band that I played in, um, a couple of the dudes from that era or that, that sort of part of my life ended up going on to be pretty wildly successful. Like um, Rob and Alex and Valley are two friends of mine who I grew up playing with and um, seeing them have such cool success and like enjoy their lives so much. Um, even like before I started making music, it was like, I'd like to get back to that someday. And there was always sort of a, a bit of an understanding that it's like someday I would like to get back to making music and hopefully playing it for people and maybe releasing it or something. Um, mm-hmm. And just sort of watching my friends like live that life and really enjoy it was really motivating. Cool. And with like, what would you say like the song that like the biggest first kind of big milestone for you guys together would be? Probably doesn't matter. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, okay. Yeah, we went to LA. We wrote a song in LA. That was a fun one. So we, we've been in Vancouver a couple of times and Toronto a couple of times and once in LA just for fun because bands are supposed to go to LA, we thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we wrote it. We kind of started writing a couple songs there. We wrote our first, um, our first single of the EP we just put out, Places I've Lived There, and started mm-hmm. writing this other one called Does It Matter? Um, when we, we eventually got home and wrapped that one up and put it out. And I don't really remember what happened when we dropped it, but there was something, uh, something shifted. I don't know if you know, Stacy, I don't remember really, but all I know is that that was the first one we sort of got a little bit of editorial support for, um, people started to kind of notice a bit and it was kind of like the beginning of us feeling like we actually figured it out. Right. Like you start making music with a stranger online, um, across the freaking country you've met twice, you're probably not going to be making something that you like want to write home about right away. <laughs> you're going to take a while to kind of get each other's kind of get, try to f- try and figure out what the other's doing and like how you can best sort of build and reach a sort of collective final cool product or whatever. So that was like the final time or, or the first time we sort of really felt like we were doing that appropriately. Um, and it was also, I guess the first time that, yeah, we got to have a little bit of success, which is nice. That's cool. And did you see it like, you know, building, like, did you know it landed on a playlist or like, how did that work? Yeah, we, um, we landed on, well, the first single that we put out last bus ended up being put on a uh, fresh finds on Spotify, which was wow. a big deal for us. And then, oh, yeah, it's huge. um, yeah. And then first. yeah, it was last bus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Kalen just has a tendency to forget anything we've ever put out. I'll be like, what are the chords? It doesn't matter. And he'll be like, I don't know. Um, and does it matter? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, um, I think does it matter? We ended up 
yeah, on like a, like Soda. So that was one of their other editorial playlists. Um, mm-hmm. And a bunch of, you know, Discover Weekly, the algorithm picked us up, um, the capital A algorithm. Um, and that was sort of around the time that we really started to make friends and connections and um, like really meet a lot of very cool people uh, in the industry, whether they were, you know, like DSPs or other artists. Um, we kind of started making those connections and then really kind of hit the ground running with making friends more than anything and bu- building a community. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely agree. That doesn't matter. was sort of the, um, the catalyst for us in a way. Mm-hmm. And seeing like, you know, hundreds of thousands of streams on songs. Was that something you went to your dad and were like, nice. look, yeah, look at this. Like, you know, I'm, we, cause he was a musician, right? He was in a, in a band and then to come back and say, Hey, look, I, I I'm doing this similar thing. And, people are caring i always um i always i always make the joke that i had to come out to my parents as like twice um and the second time was me coming out as someone who is in a band full time um (laughs) having like immigrant parents um that's such a good joke i know right it's my favorite one um so i actually they actually like i actually um didn't tell them like i didn't really indicate that i was working on anything music related seriously until um until I think what we just we ended up on the radio Han in the city ended up on the radio and I was like okay yeah I, I gotta tell them about this and then I did they're like what are you like you've been doing this this entire time and you just haven't told us and I was like well I mean I you know I would I, I think it was good to to you know no pun intended come out of the gate um with like a really strong uh first you know like hey we're on the radio so this is like, this <laughs> right, is serious right, you know right. this isn't just like yeah <laughs> it's not like hey you know i met this guy and he's on the yeah. other side of the online, country online online and we're yeah. gonna write songs together yeah <laughs> and i want to i want to eventually quit my quit my career in in marketing right. um yeah. i've already given this. up the career i'm yeah. just doing this <laughs> exactly. yeah. so that's that's what i mean yeah wow okay so did you was the song like actively on the radio and they could hear it or they have a chance to hear it on the radio that's amazing yeah i think it still is to this day like um plays on the radio every now and then at least in vancouver um and a few i think toronto like college stations from what i understand and like new york a few other places like that i'm not really sure exactly where it is because i feel like radio is like I don't Dead? know. Yeah. It's, no, just kidding. Okay, well, also that. Um, your words, not mine. Um, well, I'm, I came from radio. I did it for 17 years. I watched the ship sink uh, firsthand, oh, yeah. but um, yeah. sorry. I could tell, I could tell immediately from the way that you, you spoke into your mic. I was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. Hey, like the way that he talks, like this is a radio voice. Um, I had the exact uh-oh. same thought. It's yeah. something about the consistency and the tenor of your voice. I was like, this yeah. guy's done this professionally for ages. Oh, like, yeah. wow. well, thank you. This I is awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately, but that that's so awesome though to have your song played on the radio. I love hearing those stories because to me, like doing radio for so long and just watching it kind of fizzle to the to the ground. I mean, it's still a powerful thing. I mean, it's free and and everyone has access to it. But like, like hearing people say like, you know, and then my song was on the radio, and it's just like, whoa, like that's so cool. And like to me, that's awesome because I remember playing songs from bands and like just when you're sitting in the booth and like you're not seeing anyone or hearing anyone it's like kind of hard to like really and you just get jaded to it like yeah okay your song's on the radio but it's like it's such a big thing if i got a song on the radio i'd be freaking out like it's just so oh, crazy man. yeah absolutely <laughs> um and a really really cool moment for us also was uh we were played on 
CBC and um, I was on Twitter one day and this guy from CBC had mentioned us in a tweet and was like, oh yeah, that was best friend. And then I looked to see at the thread and some totally random person that we had never heard of before was like, hey, you guys just played a song. I missed the name. I missed the name of the song and the band name. I think you said something about, what did he say? She was like, she was like, it was something, it was Kate, something silly. Kate was, Jeffrey or something like that. Yeah. He, he said so, your name really funny. Silly. Um, and it was like something about like a city. Um, and the guy was like, oh, that was Hannah in the city by my best friend. And I was like, oh my God, someone actually like, this is like the most tangible evidence that you could possibly get that someone heard you on the radio and liked you. Like, it's like a Shazam, you know? Um, yeah, it's huge. Cause yeah, bigger a than a stream, us. right? Yeah, that was it a is. great day for us. Yeah, huge day. Yeah, it's bigger than a stream and it's bigger than a Shazam because that person's actually has to actively go onto their phone to send a message out and say, what was that song that just Exactly, played? huge, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I remember getting calls, like, who was that? Like, and that, I just thought that was so cool. I'm like, whoa, somebody's actually listening and cares. They wanna know what song I just played. What a concept, like in, instead of me going, all right, caller nine is going to get tickets to see blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> yeah. the whole phone line lights up and you're like, OK, none of you care. You just want tickets. <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah, that's cool that uh, to get that validation, especially like seeing it that way and with the Internet and everything. That's awesome. Um, well, tell me, if, I mean, that record came out places I've lived last year. Is that right? Last October. I think. OK. And were these songs, I mean, writing virtually, like how you guys are, have been working, is that like, how does the pandemic come into play or did it even affect you as far as like the way your workflow went? Oh, it affected us. But oh, I mean, aside bad. from being stuck inside, <laughs> yeah. but not, not yeah. like affected your life, but like affected your music and your in working on your on your stuff. Uh yeah. I love this question because the answer is literally that it didn't affect us at all um, in terms of our workflow. And it was actually a bit of a moment of like, oh, okay, so this is, it's no longer interesting that we're making music remotely because literally every band ever was like, here's our Zoom cover of us in different rooms and like, um, uh, yeah. like Zooming my, my bandmate who's living in another city and isolating right now. And um, we were like, okay, so that's the unique factor uh, uh, gone basically. Um, and that was fine because, you know, clearly, I think, you know, for me personally, I was like, I think I still think we're neat, uh, minus the cross country thing. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, like our workflow remained the same. Um, and then once travel sort of became a thing that made sense, like, you know, we kept doing our, um, you know, flights here and there and yeah, kind of kept it the same. Okay. So didn't, as far as like the, what about like the writing of the song as far as kind of the, I don't know, the emotion maybe behind some of the songs that it changed because of what you were going through as far as being, you know, isolated and all that was happening around the world. Like, were you feeling that and putting it out through your music at all? Yeah, I would say that, I would say that doesn't matter was a big reflection of that. Um, I had started writing it pre-pandemic and then we finished it post, like everything basically just going to, you know, Right. Am I allowed swearing on this? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Going to shit. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, yeah. Going to shit. And um, we definitely wrote that sort of from a perspective of like, oh, wow, it feels like the world is legitimately ending right now. And like, we don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. um, so there was definitely that aspect of it in, in a lot in a lot of like that song in particular. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I don't think we have a lot more songs like that are super, you know, 
pandemic centered because pandemic we already pandemic like, we all know we all know there's a global pandemic we are right. aware you don't need another like band telling you about you know about social COVID. distancing or something yeah, exactly yeah write a song yeah. about social distancing or whatever. <laughs> i know who knew it was going to be pretty much uh fairly similar to two years in but mm. unfortunately yeah. here we are it's um well coming back sorry continue no no you go ahead I was gonna say it's funny going back and seeing stuff from like the first week and being like day five of quarantine, <laughs> yeah. day six of quarantine. It's yeah. like, oh, you fools! Yeah, day yeah. six hundred yeah. of yeah. quarantine. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I want to hear about you. Want everyone to love you, and of course, I mean that song's massive, especially on Spotify. And and with that, was that another playlist situation? Was that a radio play situation? Tell me about that one. It was. Do you want to take this? I don't need to. I didn't okay. see anyone doing this. You're right. There was no one doing that. I think we were both okay. comfortable taking it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, I'll go. I'll go. We uh, we usually just sort of like stare daggers at each other. Um, this is a new thing I think that Stacy's trying, and I think I like it. So this uh, is this new uh, for this podcast, or for, did this start earlier? I don't I think, think this started earlier. I think we no, usually just sort of like look. I've at each tried other it. Funny. I've tried it before, but no one understood what I was trying to do. So I just kind of awkwardly passed it off as a no scratch. Oh, so this is the first time anything. I've noticed. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when Jake I see was. when I was talking last time, I thought you were being like you hit it right on the nose. Yeah. Oh. But then I realized Boom. that he picked it. That yeah, that he picked it up. Was like, oh, you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm now I'm watching the sign this language. This was a team experience. In front of me. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> we, I'm glad we, I'm all glad we workshopped this here. out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that song. So that song was funny because we uh started that song off. It was never even supposed to exist. Um we hmm. liked the idea of writing an intro track to the EP. Um, just to kind of, I don't know, we liked the idea of six better than five uh for for an EP. And we're like, let's do something like pretty low key definitely low stress um low brain power let's just like something ambient to kind of like i don't know we that was sort of the only direction we had and then we started and we tried a couple of things here and there and there weren't originally going to be a lot of lyrics um and i don't know what happened along the way but there were a couple of accidental discoveries of like sounds that went really well or i, I think I don't even remember exactly how it happened. I, I just know that it wasn't supposed to exist. And then a week later, we were like, oh, okay, so this is our favorite song. Um, we had to like, we weren't even going to, we weren't going to use it as a single. It wasn't going to be anything. And then um, we got it to a point <laughs> where it was about like a minute and a half, two minutes long. And it was like, all right, this is, this is interesting. And then Stacy was like, all right, but what if you just made the ending go insane? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like, that sounds awesome. Tell me more. And she was like, I can't. <laughs> you should just you should just do a lot of stuff. And so I kind of just went crazy. I listened to a lot of uh a lot of artists that I like um that I that I've picked up on their uh propensity for like big buildups and stuff over the years. I went and studied them like crazy and then sat down one day and I was like, all right, I'm writing a big I'm writing a big end to this song and no one can stop me. Um, brought it to Stacey. She liked it a lot. I think she kind of had the idea to layer some of the vocals in there. Um, and away to the races. We ended up having to pitch it because we um, realized we had to pitch something with the EP and we hadn't thought about that yet. We're like, well, we have three songs left. 
Um, we should definitely do this one that was supposed to be a minute long and then two minutes long and then three minutes long. And now it's four minutes long. And we, had, we asked a couple of people and we were like, what do you think? Is this, is this too much? And they're like, nah, give it a go. People will love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. It's kind of like Taylor Swift doubting not to compare ourselves to Taylor Swift. My goodness. Um, but like how, how people were like, <laughs> I love oh, Taylor you can't, Swift. Taylor Swift's the best. I love Taylor Swift. You, I, that's a different conversation. Oh, don't even get him started. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want to start a whole podcast just interviewing musicians about Taylor Swift because, like, I have had this conversation so many times and it's like, okay, we can't go on this 50 minute tangent yeah, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> we, we could definitely, we could definitely do that. Oh, we'll my volunteer. God. We'll volunteer as your, uh, yeah. your first guest. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, how people were like, oh, you can't put out all too well. Like, people won't like it. It's a little different. It's not, it ended up being our most popular song. Um, oh, yeah. So, the 10 yeah, minute version. Sort of, yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah. The, oh, real quick, just because I have to say it, her performance of that song on Saturday Night Live is oh the, my honestly, God. the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Is car when it comes to like television and artists playing on TV. Best yeah. for yeah for I me, think, it's it's that and uh, Maggie Rogers' um, "Falling Water" and um, those are, those two. I think just like they are ingrained in my head forever as like two of the greatest SNL performances just of all time. Um, right. Yeah, just, really good I mean, I rewatched it and I was like, Oh, like I had to rewatch it like three more times. I'm like, this is insane. And then I, I texted it to my friend who's not even a Taylor Swift fan. He's a music fan, but he's into totally different stuff than that. And I'm like, dude, you need to watch this. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's good. Like it, that's all I got out of it. But yeah. I was like, th it was so good. I needed to let somebody else know about it. Like at, oh, right absolutely. when I was done watching it, I was like, Oh my God. Um, but sorry. Okay. We're going to go back to your song in, in your band. But, uh, <laughs> so that one just, you, you wanted to pitch it with the record. Were you trying to get the, the album like on a label? Like, what do you mean by that? Just, we we're just pitching it. Um, everywhere because generally what especially with dsps um mm -hmm. the way that it works is you pitch one single from the ep um to be kind of the uh the the the, the hero single of the ep um mm -hmm. and then you know if they like it they'll use that or they'll you know sometimes they'll pick another song from the ep and be like actually we like this one instead um and then for spotify in particular what what ended up happening was we pitched we pitched you want everyone to love you and we then we're like, okay, EP's out. And we were only really thinking about it in the context of, you know, EP is out. And then You Want Everyone to Love You was suddenly just like everywhere. And we have no idea, like, we still don't really like, we don't know how exactly, like, what did you just remember? I just remembered that we did the EP. So again, uh, this is our first EP ever. We're just making it up as we go. And and no, we weren't we weren't necessarily looking for a label at that point because we were still so like fresh faced that it was like, yeah, let's screw up a bunch first. Why not? Because um, it's like <laughs> the most fun way to do it. Um, anyways, the thing that I remembered was that we released this EP. I think like less than a month after we released uh, Hannah in the City as the <laughs> single before it, and we were so stoked about Hannah in the city. And we we're like, we think this is a great song. We think people are going to like this song. Um, and we released it as a single. And then that's kind of when we went, Oh wait, we already released it as a single. We can't push it again for the EP. Like with the EP out so shortly after it's like, we need to kind of have a different story to tell. <laughs> um, and so like the EP dropped and we're like, Oh man, I really hope like Hannah in the city gets, gets some love. 
<laughs> I really hope maybe uh like I really hope I don't know it'd be nice to get it'd be nice to get some streams on that and then, like by the end of the week we're like not thinking about that at all it's like oh okay so no one we just ignored that one and we're doing this other thing and that's fine this is super fun I'm loving it um so it was kind of just a big accident. Uh, yeah, we like we woke up and we were like, okay, so uh, you want everyone to love you is currently like New Music Friday, like Lorem, Indie Pop and Chill, like just was just being sprinkled all over Spotify and editorial places. And we're like, what? What is happening? Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, which is <laughs> but it was really great. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. That, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And you have a new song is uh, someplace else coming out in what, a few days? Am I getting confused? Five days. Five days. Comes out on Wednesday, right? March 30th. Yeah. Wednesday, March 30th. Okay. Tell me about that song. And is that just a single or is that going to be on a new EP coming out? Yes. Did you? Okay, fine. Oh, um, yeah, we both did. God, okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's a single off of the EP, EP2. Right. Um, so the sister it is going EP. To be on the EP. From what I read. The sister EP. Places okay. I have left. Places I've left. Sorry. Um, okay. But Someplace Else is, I would say, our sunniest song yet. Kalen um, okay. started writing it um, and he sent it to me and I was like, oh my God, this is so happy. And we're so used to writing lyrics that are like, oh, my name is Stacy and I'm sad about this and, you know, like unrequited love and growing up and blah, blah, blah. But then this one was like, oh, you know what? I am in, I'm in love and this feels great and I am so happy and... Um, ended up just expanding on that and then the chorus like yeah the chorus was really funny like i ended up like we half half wrote the chorus so he wrote the first bit of the chorus like the melody and stuff and then i was like what if we added like the i don't know why i'm doing that as if you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about but the second half i was like what if we added this part and then we did and um now this song is coming out and we're really excited for it amazing amazing yeah. and this is uh the ep done or is it no is just your the ep has this vibe of more of an upbeat sound and it's going to be the second half of yeah <laughs> so the, the ep yeah that's funny <laughs> we have every it, time you um, do that i'm like is she oh okay yeah <laughs> so we have it all all written out and all sort of basically we start to look at the two eps yeah as like sister eps we kind of just wanted to make a collection of all of a all of our it's almost just like brain dumping before we made a big album you know mm -hmm. it's like let's just talk about all these things that we have in common or these experiences that we want to write about like let's 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 all the things that we've been building up for like our whole life you know how there's that thing about like oh the first thing an artist puts out is everything they've worked on and then their second thing is everything they worked on after that um it was yeah, it's just like, like the first record is you you have your whole life to write your first album in like a year or something. To write yeah, the second one. exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that we were both kind of just like, uh, I don't know if I've actually written anything very good yet. So let's just like go through all of those ideas and like just tell a bunch of stories. Um, so we have all of those stories. We've had them kind of set out for a while. Um, it was just about kind of planning the cadence of releasing them and getting the, them sounding better, like mixed and mastered and what. Mm -hmm. um but yeah the stories are written they just need to be told and with the second half is that more the is the whole record gonna be more upbeat is that kind uh, of the purpose of it or the theme of it or no so if the first one i think we were a little bit more pretentious than that with how we wanted to look <laughs> at themes um <laughs> i think we looked at the first theme a little bit like okay so that honestly a lot of that record is written probably about being not sober and at a university and really sad um 
And a lot of this EP, the second half of it is almost like kind of looking. So the, that if that one's looking back, this one's like looking forward. Um, and it's less, it's more of a daytime EP. There are definitely a few more sunny songs. Um, it's yeah, I would call it's pre it's disposition generally, um, brighter than, than it's, than it's sister. Okay. A little happier. Yeah. Just a little, <laughs> as much as you can afford. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there's one it. song though. There's, there's one song that is just absolutely like, to me is like a devastating oh, sad God, song. I, forgot. So, I don't know what you're talking about there, but okay, I, well, I, I, well, I wouldn't say, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoehorn the EP into like happy versus sad, but it's, it's okay. certainly, it's certainly, you know, like a lot less, um, um, retrospective is that the looking back word yeah yes yeah retrospective yeah it's like a lot less uh reflecting and more um oh shit what next like what right. are we supposed to do uh that kind of thing okay well now i'm curious to ask about this song that's really sad is it something well, you share i mean like um yeah it's a song yeah i can share about it it's i don't i don't know when it's gonna be out i think it's called i know exactly what it's called so it's, it's gonna it's a song called matador okay. that i wrote two years ago um while i had two broken feet so oh, that, was wow. like, that was like the headspace i was in <laughs> how do you break both feet <laughs> um, yeah that's what i asked i still don't know to this day yeah separate incidents a week apart um, consistency yeah the first one was uh skateboarding while not knowing how to skateboard okay um, and the second one was lugging around a boot and being bad at taking stairs yeah so you end up with two broken feet and then how do you get around you have to get a wheelchair i was bad i was mostly just like i don't know the one happened like a week after so it was like at least the one started to heal like a, a tiny bit um and it was also the, like the dead middle of winter too. And I was in university, so I didn't really have to go anywhere. Because okay. computer science, right? You don't have to, you don't have to class. Um, you're just, you sit there being a on big, the computer, big yeah. geek all day on the computer. Um, so it was like, yeah, I didn't really have to get around too much at all, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and when I did, it was a uh, double crutched and hobbly. Oh man. So you broke both your feet. You're in a, a space and then you, <laughs> so you write sweet. the sign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's, it sounds like a pretty dark space. That's a great, that was, that's, no, I'm laughing because it's just a great way to put it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we just wrote this song that we sat on for a while and we're like, this is going to go on uh, the first EP. And we're like, hmm, I don't think so. <laughs> it's too dark, Okay. <laughs> which is funny that we're going to put it on the second one, but it'll work. You'll see. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. I can't wait to, I mean, hear the rest of it. I've had a chance to, to listen to some someplace else and it's a, a great song. So like I said, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, what, what about playing like live shows? Is that a thing that you guys are able to do? Or is that not something you've thought about? Or That's the dream. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's, we'll get there. Um, we kind of, we didn't want to start pushing live shows um, until it felt like the world was ready for it. Like really ready. Um, we're both like, we love live shows i think that's sorry he, he means in the sense of the global pandemic he's not saying until the world is ready for best friend i, I feel i feel oh the god. need to clarify that. oh my god thank you thank <laughs> you for saying that holy oh my god i, I was almost gonna make a joke but i'm like i know exactly what he's saying so i'm and like yeah. not gonna even put I'm that so out i'm so glad you clarified and, and that then, <laughs> and then uh, oh my god it's like having a piece of spinach in your teeth uh, and everyone I was knows gonna be like, you 
When will the world be ready? Yeah. <laughs> for oh my god! Um, basically, we just we just didn't want to like make any concessions with what we thought the experience would be and stuff. And we're like, right. ah, we're we we are in no rush right now. So let's just wait until we're allowed to do it right, and mm-hmm. then when we're allowed to do it right, we can go full force into it. So um, if you follow that logic, uh, sometime this year. Very cool. Are you still living in? Two, I mean, 40 hours yeah. driving apart. Yeah, I'm in downtown Toronto right now. Um, I'm in, sorry, I was away from the mic there, but I'm in downtown Toronto right now. Stacy's in Vancouver. Um, but at the end of the summer, I'm actually going to be moving out west. So not to Vancouver, but to uh, Vancouver Island, to Victoria, which is kind oh. of just, uh, I don't know. How it's would like you he threw Victoria? a ball and like missed. It's like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was close enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one shot to just throw a ball across Canada, apparently. Um, but yeah, so I think th- that's sort of we're thinking, all right, well, end of the summer, I'm going to be coming out west. We're going to be a lot closer. I bet the world will be a bit safer. I bet we'll have a couple of singles out by that point. That sure does sound like maybe possibly touring time. So awesome. Yeah, fingers crossed. Very, very cool. And I appreciate both of your time today. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Yeah, this was so much fun. Thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, real quick, actually, Stacey, I want to know, is your, you said your sister's like a piano prodigy. Uh, does she play piano still? I mean, professionally, is that her gig? And has she ever helped you on the records or anything? Or just not no, helped you, she, but like uh, collaborate with you at all? She is in, uh, I want to say, molecular biochemistry or something ridiculous like that. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, so the answer is no. But but I have I have said to her a few times i'm like oh man you should just be our touring pianist and she's like yeah okay i'll do it so you know who knows maybe maybe that's we'll cool. have two, two two kims on tour <laughs> well that's my sister's uh in science field too and she is a really good piano player and just something i i think that her sounds like your sister and my sister have the same sort of like brain yeah, cool. maybe maybe they know each other uh, probably not but um i'm just saying like <laughs> my mind could not do that like I, science is no dice I can't do like sight read piano and yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, she is. Um, yeah, she is like just scary smart and very uh, good at like logic, which I think makes so much sense when it comes to piano and theory and being mm-hmm. able to memorize notes and like accidentals and all of that. And she just is like, yeah, she's a whiz. Put anything in front of her and she'll be like, oh yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll see her on the road with you. Yeah. On, on anyway, just Jessica Kim, two K, two K, two two. Nice. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you both doing this. I have one more quick question. Uh, if I can get an answer from each of you, I don't know who's going to go first, but um, scared. <laughs> do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Oh, yeah, she got absolutely. you. That's all right. I'm always ready to give advice, even if you don't want it. Um, is advice for aspiring artists. Honestly, my big thing is like just go for whatever makes you happy in whatever capacity. Like you don't have to make something that's like, you don't, you don't have to be immediately productive, super productive right away. I kind of just think as long as you're saying yes to the opportunities and the things that you are like curious about and interested in often enough, you'll kind of eventually just accidentally build a cool little world for yourself. So that's what I would say. Love that. I would say, make friends, be nice, um, build a community, right? Because 
that's what all of this is about really is it's kind of about building um it's about building community and making friends and kind of saying okay yeah you know this is a tough this is a tough industry this is tough as hell and life is tough to live um so we should all kind of be supporting each other where we can and then making friends where we can so don't be afraid to reach out to people i think you know a lot of the times people tend to be pretty precious about you know like um resources and and connections that they may have because it's one of those things where it's like oh if this person is more successful than i am then maybe it means i won't be as successful but that is just simply not the case there's always 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 going to be um space for for you to succeed no matter who you are and no matter who else succeeds before you um think about all the new artists that are out there right now that you've never heard of like three years ago and how much they've been blowing up right so it's never going to be the same people who are successful and it's never going to be um it's not a uh there's no cap basically there's no cap to to, to success thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 build the scarcity mindset